Thanks for joining us for the special Mid-East Prophecy Edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. shares the Mideast Prophecy Update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. Pastor J.D. reiterates today that we are on the cusp of the return of Jesus. J.D. doesn't take this prediction lightly. It's steeped in biblical prophecy and measured against what's happening in our world today. But be encouraged, the rapture of the Christian church, Jesus' bride, comes before the tribulation. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update on YouTube. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on November 8, 2020. Welcome to our weekly Bible Prophecy Update. We're so glad that you're joining with us. Let's get to it. A lot to get to today. I want to answer the question of now what, in light of the ensuing chaos over the U.S. presidential election, now that the media has declared Joe Biden the winner. So I'm going to just cut to the chase, as it were, and simply say, Get closer to Jesus ASAP. If you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, then I would humbly ask that you hear me out till the end. I want to share with you what the Lord has put on my heart to talk about, and I also at the conclusion want to explain just how simple it is to be saved. The truth of the matter is, Jesus is our only hope. He's our only hope. While I am keenly aware that we have many online members who do not live in America, I think it's incumbent upon me to address what's happening in America and to America. And the reason is what's happening in America is an indicator of what will happen to the world as a whole. Namely, that of the world today, like never before, by the way, being on the cusp of what we're told in the Bible will be the last seven years of human history, a.k.a. the seven-year tribulation. The good news is, For those who know the Lord, born again of the Spirit of God, we will not be here for the seven-year tribulation, because the rapture of the church of Jesus Christ must happen prior to the seven-year tribulation. That's the good news. But the bad news is there will be many that will be left behind, 
And they will enter into this last period, this seven year period of human history, and it will be unspeakable horror, unimaginable horror. Now, we don't know when, but we do know that. According to Bible prophecy, the seven year tribulation will bring about the end of the age, and with it, the second coming of Jesus Christ. And oh, by the way, we're going to be with Him as His bride by His side, ten thousands by His side. I like how one said it. At the rapture, Jesus comes for us. At the second coming, Jesus comes with us. But the problem is we are on the cusp of that seven year period. And one need look no further than to the ominous headlines that blanket our news feeds, all of which point to dark and dire days ahead. If you'll just indulge me, I want to just read some of these headlines. I think it would be germane to our understanding of what the Lord has put on my heart to share with you today. Here's one. Chaos erupts at TCF Center as Republican vote challengers cry foul in Detroit. Violence breaks out between Antifa and Trump supporters in Washington State, my old stomping grounds. This isn't over, Trump backers, some armed protest, fake news, Biden win. Anxious U.S. public turns to booze news as fate of divided nation in balance. Election unrest breaks out in Los Angeles, Washington, Portland, and Raleigh. National Guard called into Portland amid widespread violence after election. Post-election clashes break out between police protesters in New York City. And there, there's this one, interesting. Israeli minister warns of war if Biden returns to Iran deal. Biden's victory is a big win for Iran and the Ayatollahs. Iran's supreme leader ridicules Trump over election comments. What a spectacle. Philadelphia mayor tells Trump to put his big boy pants on and concede, even as key states remain uncalled. Trump has told people he has no plans to concede, even if his path to victory is blocked. And then how about this one? These are just headlines, by the way. I'm not reading an article. I'm quoting the headlines verbatim. Biden campaign says, no problem escorting trespassers out of the White House. Armed men arrested near Philadelphia, vote counting site, police say. Increasingly normal, 
guns seen outside vote-counting centers. And then these last two, and I have them listed last for a reason. I think you'll see why here in a moment. Again, the headline. Grocery chains again limiting toilet paper, sanitizing wipes purchases. Really? And then this last one. Cuomo increasing National Guard presence at New York airports to stop untested travelers from entry. Wait, what? Oh yeah. Haven't heard much about COVID-19 recently. It has been eclipsed by the election. I forgot. Of course, that was short-lived. All I had to do was go to the store, see people wearing their masks. Oh yeah, that's right. Okay, pastor, what's your point? (laughs) The point is, now's the time to get one's affairs in order. Concerning this world and the things of this world, I think we would all do well to get our affairs in order. And by that I mean getting your house in order spiritually. The clarion call for all of us today, whether you live in the United States or not, is to be ready for the Lord and steady on the solid foundation of the Lord. Please hear me out and please stay with me. I am personally of the belief that God is allowing everything that's now happening in the world so we will let go of the world. But there's a problem. And the problem is this. Many dig their roots down too deep in the temporal soil of this fallen world. And as such, they keep hanging on to it, and worse yet, fighting for it. This last week I've been, in my time with the Lord, thinking about when Jesus stood before Pilate, And he remained silent, and he defended himself not. And the frustration on the part of Pilate is notable, palpable even from the text. He even says, why why aren't you defending yourself? And the answer that Jesus gave is profound and prophetic. He said, my kingdom is not of this world. And then he says this, if it were, my disciples would be fighting right now. But my kingdom is not of this world. It's for this reason that God in His love, and I'll add long-suffering, deems it necessary to shake us up in order to loosen up 
our ever-tightening grip on our lives in this world. As I sought the Lord in this regard, I sensed that I first needed to ready and steady my own heart, allow the Lord to settle my heart. I mean, I would be disingenuous at best, dishonest at worst, if (laughs) I didn't say that I was quite unsettled by the events of this last week. And so as I sought the Lord, I just, by the Holy Spirit, thank God for the Holy Spirit, He redirected my focus off of what's happening in the world, and He turned my attention and my focus and my heart to the Lord instead. And in so doing, He reminded me of one of the most calming and settling passages. I almost said one of my most favorite passages, but you know how that goes. (laughs) All of them are my favorite, but this one in particular, so calming, so settling. And he settled my troubled heart. And I can hear even now the Savior saying, let not your heart be troubled. You know why? (laughs) Because in my Father's house are many mansions, and I go to prepare a place for you, my bride. Let not your heart be troubled. If it were not so, I would not have told you that I go to prepare a place for you, a bridal chamber, so that where I am, there you may be also. Do not let your heart be troubled. It's my hope and my prayer that you'll be encouraged by this word from the Lord that's found in the Old Testament book of Isaiah, the sixth chapter. I want to read, I won't read the entire chapter, but uh, I do want to read verses 1 through 11. You can follow along with me. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne, high and lifted up, and the train of His robe filled the temple. Above it stood seraphim. Each one had six wings. With two He covered His face. With two He covered His feet. And with two He flew. And one cried to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of His glory. And the posts of the door were shaken by the voice of Him who cried out. And the house was filled with smoke. So I said, Woe is me, for I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips, 
and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Then one of the seraphim flew to me. I have to say parenthetically, that would have freaked me out right there. (laughs) Having in his hand a live coal, which he had taken with the tongs from the altar, and he touched my mouth with it, and said, Behold, this has touched your lips. Your iniquity is taken away, and your sin purged. Also, I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? And who will go for us? Plural. Then I said, Here am I. Send me. And he said, Go and tell this people, Keep on hearing, but do not understand. Keep on seeing, but do not perceive. Make the heart of this people dull, and their ears heavy, and shut their eyes, lest they see with their eyes, and hear with their ears, and understand with their heart, and return and be healed. Then I said, Lord, how long? And he answered, until the cities are laid waste and without inhabitant. The houses are without a man. The land is utterly desolate. And that's exactly what happened. If you'll kindly allow me to, I would like to draw your attention to what I would argue is the answer to the aforementioned now what question. First and foremost, if we're ever to have any hope of knowing the supernatural peace of God, our eyes must be fixed upon Jesus. And when we do, like Isaiah, we'll see the Lord seated on the throne, not pacing back and forth, biting his nails in front of the throne. He's seated on the throne, high and lifted up, That settles me. That calms me. Oh my goodness, this last week. Lord, did you see what happened? Could you imagine the Lord's response? No, what happened? (laughs) Voter fraud. They're trying to steal the election. When did this happen? Tuesday, where were you? I don't know. Gabriel, Michael, get over here. What are we going to do? Oh my goodness. Come on. 
The Holy Spirit can take it from there. Okay, Pastor. So, let me see if I got this straight. You're comparing Isaiah's crisis to what happened this last week? Yeah. Well, that's not a very good comparison. Well, I would beg to differ. I believe they are, in fact, eerily similar. And here's why. King Uzziah, as one of only eight good kings in the history of the nation of Israel, reigned for an astonishing 52 years. Think back to the history of this nation, the last 52 years. And here's the thing. King Uzziah's reign was marked by a time of peace, prosperity, and stability, which is why Isaiah and the whole nation were so shaken by his death. What are we going to do now? Oh my goodness. Under King Uzziah, the stock market was at record highs. Unemployment, record lows. What are we going to do? Hmm. But God. But God allowed something as earth-shaking as the death of King Uzziah to get Isaiah to lift up his eyes to the throne. The reason I mention this is because oftentimes it may take the death of our King Uzziah, I'll let you fill in the blank, to get our eyes off of man and onto Jesus. You know what's interesting? In the Gospel of John, the 12th chapter, Jesus fulfilled Isaiah's prophecy as the one who Isaiah saw seated on the throne. Listen to this. John 12, beginning in verse 37. Even after Jesus had performed so many signs in their presence, they still would not believe in Him. This was to fulfill the word of Isaiah the prophet. Lord, who has believed our message, and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? For this reason... They could not believe, because as Isaiah says elsewhere, chapter 6, He has blinded their eyes and hardened their hearts, so they can neither see with their eyes, nor understand with their hearts, nor turn, and I would heal them. Jesus is returning. This fact is one we can get excited about, despite any circumstances we find ourselves in. Jesus will return one day to rid this earth of every evil thing that's destroying it. He'll once and for all take down the enemy and establish his kingdom in our midst. 
How soon will this amazing event occur? The Bible tells us that no one knows the exact date, but it does give us clues about events that will take place as it nears. This is why Pastor J.D. has created these Mideast Bible Prophecy Updates. The Mideast Bible Prophecy Update is a focused look at current events through the lens of prophecy. The Bible has given us clear indicators of what's to come, and we can see many of these events happening all around the world today. Join us each week for an in-depth look at what the Bible has to say about current events on these Mideast Bible Prophecy Updates. The latest updates are available on the In Spirit and Truth YouTube channel, and you'll find a link to our page by visiting InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com. You can also access these teachings through our mobile app for Apple and Android devices. Just search for In Spirit and Truth in your app store, or follow the links provided at InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com. With this app, you can take the Mideast Bible Prophecy Updates with you wherever you go, as well as give you access to many other teachings Pastor J.D. has shared from the pages of Scripture. Thanks for tuning in today. We hope you'll join us again right here on In Spirit and Truth.